Okay, who is Cardi B about to sue and which pillar of emerging technology is it all tied to? What is going on, everybody? You'll be able to find out the answer to that and so much more. I am Lauren Delisa Coleman, your host for Beats and Bites. I am back now from the quick Thanksgiving hiatus. I hope that you guys all had a great Thanksgiving, those who celebrate, and now we are deep, deep, deep into the whole holiday season. I mean, people who know me know that, okay, it's Mariah Carey first, and that's only because she has a little bit of a bigger soapbox than I do. And then it's me as like the Christmas queen. I love everything about this time of the year. And so I am just like even happier, you know, to be able to do everything with the lights going and trees up and everything. I mean, it's just super fun. So if you can just picture like me in the studio with wreaths and candles and lights and everything, it's already, I'm deep, deep into it. And this is what, November 30th. It's never too early to decorate for Christmas and sit in all of the glory of it as you like kind of do your podcast. So that having been said, let me give you a little bit of framework for what's going to happen over these next couple of weeks. Now, typically, because this is the 10th episode, we would be at the finale of season two. But oh no, Lauren Delisa Coleman has more for you guys, because why? Next week is the massive AI Summit New York here at the Javits Center. How could I not go to that and not share everything and anything about it that I want to, you know, be able to bring to you guys. In addition to, of course, some interviews like right from the conference center itself. So I'm going to actually do that and give you that as a bonus. And then maybe like one or two more because then it's going to be really, you know, the full on holiday break for like two weeks and then we'll start season three in in January. So I figure why not just really, you know, tie everything up like calendar year wise. So I'm going to be giving you not one, but two bonuses. The first again, which will be the, the AI summit, like everything and anything you want to know. And with everything that just recently happened with open AI, which I don't need to tell you about because by now with things moving so fast, that was like a billion years ago, even though it was only like probably what a week and a half ago. But, um, you know, I don't really think there's a lot more to be said about that. There are a couple of things I'm working on though, that I'm going to tell you about that pertain to that as I get a little bit more information. So keep your ear to the ground of beats and bites. I may have the info before you know we end this season or it will go into um, kind of the kickoff of season three. But I am working on something intriguing. So like I said, just stay tuned. So this AI summit, I just can't wait to hear what people are going to be talking about in between the panels. Because believe me when I tell you there's panels on, oh my gosh, AI and like the beauty industry, AI and like data and enterprise. I mean, it's going to be everything. But I think it's just even more, it's even just, I don't know, more timely, of course, in the the music and hip hop world, because now, and you know, as always, take note, because a lot of these things that are breaking in terms of voice cloning and all that, it's not coming from like the classic rock world. It's not coming from 
I mean, other genres, right? It's always hip hop that leads. And so in case you guys have not heard, and you know, I always say I, I don't really cross pollinate my, my info, the LinkedIn um, newsletter that I do that you guys know I drop every Tuesday morning, this podcast, which comes out every Thursday afternoon. Um, and then, you know, my NASDAQ column, they are all related, but I do tr- try and keep the news separate. But this one was so hot, like I have to just kind of break my own rule because, you know, both Cardi B and Sexy Red have now been victims or their voices have been victims of, you know, an AI clone scam where someone, you know, Target is getting a call from said recording artist asking the recipient of the call to do something which typically involves transferring their money or rather, you know, from their area to, you know, whoever the scammers area is. And so of course, you know, Cardi and Sexy are not having it. The whole thing is tracking that type of thing down. It just reminds me of, you know, the early days of, of email and people getting, you know, the email from what is it? The Nigerian prince who's just down on his luck for a little while and simply needs you to send him a little bit of money. Many people, of course, sadly got taken in by that scam. But how do you like kind of track that, right? Um, Because the people who are doing this are even more advanced than those days. So I'm just really, really intrigued about this. And I'm going to be um, looking further into it and actually like doing a bit of research, um, talking to some lawyers who are kind of at the bleeding edge of all of this to be able to give you guys more insight. And that'll be coming up as we move into season three. So that's the only reason why I kind of wanted to give you a little preview on that and kind of pull from my LinkedIn newsletter and drop it into the podcast right now. Cause I have a little, you know, had that little extra bit to, to tell you, but yes, that is the latest um, in the, the AI realm. And so while I'm at the summit, I'm going to be looking more about kind of protections around this, what kind of dashboards are going to be created, because you know the new hot thing now is being able to offer artists the ability to control their own you know, images. And so how that's all going to work, uh, in not just image voice, is going to be a technological feat. So I can't wait to get all the scoop and hand it over to you guys. So just kind of putting that out there. Um, And again, why am I always, you know, so adamant about all of this is because, you know, information, as they say, you know, it is power, but even now more than ever, and every week something new is happening in the emerging tech space. And again, never just about AI, like never, never, never. I always want to make sure that everybody listening to this podcast is always really in tune with the fact that there are emerging technologies that are converging. So, you know, it's AI with Web3 and how is immersive going to, you know, be able to move even further faster with AI generated content and what place does, you know, digital currency play within the whole Web3 space where there will be, you know, AI bots that are either monitoring the scenario or actually aggravating it, right? Everything has to be looked at overall because that is how you're going to want to win. And I want to make sure that everybody is, you know, a, a winner in the new space. And you do that only by sharing information. So that is what I am all about. So I'm about to give you, in that spirit, three quick things that I want, you know, you to take with you kind of into the weekend just to kind of think about and what I'm looking at as well as an innovation strategy consultant as I support, you know, my clients 
brands, recording artists so much more looking to navigate this space, right? I'm looking for always, you know, trends, opportunities, challenges. And I noticed this when it first hit, and now it's kind of come full circle. So I want to be able to share it with you as my first item. I don't know how many people heard about this, but those of us who, I guess, kind of deeper into the quote unquote industry saw the first kind of, I guess, (laughs) little bomb drop on this before the holiday, maybe about two and a half weeks ago or so, that there was like rumor that there was an AI generated woman who the software conference had created because they didn't have enough women speaking about AI. Now, we could say so many things about that. One, that just seems to be a bit lazy because there are many women involved in AI. Of course, there can always be more and will be more and are more coming, but there are many that you could pull from in various parts of the AI ecosystem without kind of making one up, right? Just creating one out of your mind. But it wasn't quite sure. And then apparently there was more digging and it turned out to be, yes, absolutely true. This is not a real human. So then just like what, two days ago, Amazon and Microsoft, which were supposed to be a part of this conference and speaking on it, said that they were going to, you know, pull out. And at first glance, that looks like, okay, great, because they want to make sure that they are supporting things which are obviously true and have integrity and all of that. But as I sat back and thought about it, and I do have to say that I got a couple of likes on this on LinkedIn, so I'm glad. And I want to just share this, not because of ego, but because we all need to think this way, is that it's beyond like virtue signaling. My new mantra is visibility over virtue signaling. I just cannot like look at any more corporations right now giving wrist slaps, pulling away deals, pulling away opportunities, pulling themselves away, um, rather than stepping up and saying, well, how about this? Instead, each of us will refer to women to you and we're looking for you to book them on the panel. This way, everybody wins. Similarly, with other things going on right now with a particular music mogul, which I'm not going to get into, but there are deals that are being pulled from him as well. And it looks like, oh, great, this company is aware of things and certainly doesn't support you know, someone who does that. Great. But the full circle of it is now bring that into that, that budget that's now free, bring that into being able to support a part that is like a, a part of the demographic that is still underrepresented, which is typically women and typically women of color. How can you then use those resources now that you've freed up said corporation and then really make a difference? So I just wanted to put this out here because this is not the first time that we will see this happen. And certainly as technology companies you know, go, they have um, so much visibility and so many resources and so much strength that they can set the tone for these types of things within AI conferences and beyond, right? Um, because it's not just going to be this conference. Somebody else will try something else or there will be something that is not quite above board. But I think it, it just is important for everybody to start to ask, tweet at them, <laughs> you know, email them if you find their email, whatever, DM them on Instagram. You know, how can you actually make something out of this rather than continue to pull back? Because this is just not going to help anybody. So I just wanted to kind of drop this in your ear about, you know, this this AI software conference. And I just know that this is something which is critical going forward. 
and we will see more of this, I am sure, as these conferences intersect with the entertainment um, industry. And it is critical that we have all kinds of voices represented with all kinds of perspectives because things are so far from being stabilized that it is going to be important that we hear from everybody. So just like I said, putting that out there, incredibly important. But yeah, I can't believe somebody even tried that. That's like a whole nother podcast episode, right? So that's item number one, news item number one that I want to talk with you about. Item number two, we're going to jump over now to digital currency. For those who follow that space, Web3, crypto, et cetera, um, Coindesk is considered the Bible of that area. If you don't know too much about this, you know, just feel free to Google um, Coindesk because you need to be up on this as well. Why is it important this week? Because the wonderful Coindesk, which has been around for a minute, was actually just purchased by this group called Bullish, which is um, apparently led by um, the ex-head of the NYSE, right? So the New York Stock Exchange. Um, and his name is Tim Farley. It, they ended up buying this. And I think every time this happens, um, people in this space of digital currency, which you know, they're, they're leading, but they always want to be kind of what we say validated at the same time by, you know, traditional fiat currency, um, that when this happens, they feel like, oh, another win. And potentially, you know, I guess this could be said to, to be that, um, it says that this person, um, you know, Tim thinks that this is, there's obviously something to this, right. And there's a way to make money off these eyeballs and this information sharing that, that CoinDesk has been known you know, to kind of create, right, credibility in the space. So I just wanted to let you know that because I'm also, this ties into a story that I've also been tracking. I think I mentioned this maybe in one of my LinkedIn um, weeklies, but I'm not sure. But anyway, Jay-Z and Jack Dorsey, who everybody should know of, of Twitter fame, now X, and it looks like X is I don't know what's going on with the advertising thing and saying F you to your advertisers. And again, that's a whole nother podcast episode, but who knows where that platform is going. Anyway, this bromance of, you know, between Jack and Jay-Z is always uh, also included business. And so for those who don't know, just a couple of months ago, they teamed up to invest um, in this kind of uh, Bitcoin development kind of startup in Africa. And so uh, it's called the, you know, I think it's the African like Bitcoin um, firm. It's called, I guess, Kala. And I'm interested to see because I have not heard any news, other news about it since they, you know, made the investment in September. What is going to be able to happen with this next and kind of how they are measuring success around it. So I'm wondering, you know, just how that's all going to shake out because, well, Things are just kind of growing and expanding. I think that we're going to be seeing certainly more coverage around the Bitcoin space in Africa as, of course, uh, CoinDesk extends itself potentially now with this new investment. And so just kind of want to put that out there because whatever you might think of crypto, digital currency itself is going to be, is, I mean, a, a vital part of the whole Web3 space. So those who are going to, I don't know, have a little bit more acumen in the space, experience, et cetera, it's just going to be interesting to see how it all works out. And it's always interesting when hip hop gets involved, whether it is investing, no matter whether here or around the world, but also with other types of, you know, kind of 
I don't know, partaking in the space. I think we all saw, you know, hip hop, whether it was Snoop with Ripple or whatever, was out front. But then they've kind of, you know, pulled back, as of course many have. But I think we're actually about to see a second wave. And this one is going to be much more stable and it's going to be much more exciting. And I, it's not going to be tied solely into the, the trading scenario. This is, again, as I said, going to be um, steeped much more richly in, in Web3, digital rewards, having that intersect with entertainment, festivals, so much more. I'm just really excited about what can happen with this space. And I want you guys to be able to you know, stay up on it because there will be all kinds of skills that are, are needed within it. Um, or if you are looking at it from a corporate point of view, definitely how to be able to leverage this to drive what you are doing, create community in a new way, especially if you are targeting, you know, 18 to 24, this is going to move into being everything in 2024 and beyond. So again, just a little news item for you to kind of think a little bit about. And then my third and final piece today, I read this and it just made me crack up because I am like the original germaphobe. Like when COVID started, I was like, honey, I've already been doing so many of those things anyway, like overusing hand sanitizer, organic, by the way, not the ones with chemicals and so much more that I was like, just, oh, I'm just going to ramp it up. (laughs) So when I saw this piece today, it made me think, but it also ties very much into, you know, the, the advancement of technology if there are issues around hygiene and one's health around it. And I know I have to admit, even myself, whether it's been at like Tribeca Film Festival, now Tribeca Festival or other areas where you'll have these headsets and you want to see what's on it. But I'm just like, I don't know. Did they really just wipe that thing? (laughs) Should I bring my own like straight up like 70% alcohol? Do you know what I mean? And I think I'm like the only one, but in fact, no. There was a piece that I read earlier today on Bloomberg, huh? That Meta is having a lot of issues about being able to drive their, you know, kind of competitor to Apple's Vision Pro because people don't want to try these things on, the headsets on, in retail outlets such as Walmart, et cetera, because, I mean, you know they're not getting wiped down in Walmart. Well, I mean, I'd say that. I don't know, but I would assume, and even if they are, it's not round the clock and right after somebody has has used it. And let's be honest, you have to put on a headset in order to experience the content in order to see if you really want to invest in this. So apparently now, Meta's trying to figure out a better way around this. They're looking at maybe home try-on, but how practical is that? Because, honey, once this headset is in your home, how many how many people are going to give it back? I mean, that's not, that's not going to be uh, effective nor efficient. But I do think it raises a, an interesting point, not only for um, Meta, but Apple, Samsung coming down the pike, and many others. What's going to happen? Because the content is going to be hotter and hotter. And again, just putting it out there, you know, for hip hop, one of the best received ones was, you know, Megan Thee Stallion's like hot girl, right, in in VR. And so how do you actually communicate this to the public? I think that that's going to be a, a major opportunity for those who can figure out ways to be able to do this within larger contexts that you'll have, whether it's, you know, events such as, again, festivals or something where you have a kind of semi-controlled environment where it's just not like everybody running through there. And you have, you know, stations where you can either see that this is being cleaned 
or it is actually being cleaned, or you can clean it yourself, something like this, so that you can really experience it and so that things can begin to move ahead in this space. Because yeah, the content on it is like nothing you've ever experienced before, but everybody is very much sensitive, you know, to this area now of, of course, health. And this is right on your face too. I mean, yeah, no. So we're going to have to see how this all plays out. But I think that it will be interesting to tie this in with, you know, entertainment experiences, sports and entertainment, somehow where you're able to maybe rent it um, with a digital asset. Because, you know, like I said, if it's fun with one one emerging tech platform, multi-layering them like vitamins is even better, right? So maybe you've turned in some digital asset that you can now rent this headset to do something as a pre-show before you're watching whatever at Madison Square Garden. You turn it in, it's up to the garden, whatever, Meta pays for it, that they, you know, sanitize all that stuff. And by the way, alcohol is not the only way to do it. We know that, you know, um, ultraviolet light can do these things as well, you know, cleaning, killing germ. Um, that makes it a full experience. Maybe people would even pay for it. Like I just came up with this off the top of the head. Maybe somebody should actually, you know, kind of think about doing this. So I need to pitch it like to find a potential client to pitch this to as part of their innovation strategy. But that's really the way forward, huh? Not sticking this thing in a massive retail outlet, a big box, as they say, which is a Costco, Walmart of all places, and just be like, try it on and then, you know, see how it goes. Like, good luck to you. Look, we all know about the poor woman who just recently, what should you have to sue uh, Sephora for um, getting herpes from some kind of makeup that she tried on, herpes in her eye, makeup she tried on, you know, at one of the, you know, stores. I am never a fan of doing that stuff anyway, but gee, if it can come from makeup, God knows what it could could happen from or what could come from a device. As much as you guys know, I'm a proponent of this, but it's all about staying healthy. So I think we're going to see some interesting kind of cross, maybe marketing there or cross promotion there. We all know and loving all my engineers out there and tech companies, not always the the most forward thinking in terms of, you know, warm and fuzzies in terms of how to be able to kind of reach the public, right? Um, so partnerships there, and we all know partnerships is the new innovation anyway. That's what's going to drive this. You heard it here first, and I'm just excited to see what happens. And, you know, for those of you out here who are either con- content producers or executives in the space or what have you, think about what part do I play in this ecosystem? How can I win for myself and for others? How can I also kind of interject a social impact kind of side of it as well? What's the social good side? So if there's a way to, to do what I'm talking about right now, what's, you know, is there a PSA also that runs after this that, you know, can encourage people to donate somewhere? These are going to be the true winners of the new era that can, you know, kind of embrace all of this together, social good, emerging technology, and popular culture. This is really everything. So you guys, that having been said, what else can I tell you? Don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe to my um, newsletter, my cultural intelligence brief that I do every week, um, every Tuesday morning, as I mentioned earlier on LinkedIn. It's really a deeper dive into emerging tech brands and media deeper and solely from like kind of a hip hop point of view. And then, you know, definitely follow me or follow my column on NASDAQ. Um, Any of this, you know, you can just 
put my name, comma, my name, Lauren Delisa Coleman. And um, I guess that is about it for the moment. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, don't forget to follow me so you don't miss um, an episode, especially next week, you guys, because it's going to be killer. Um, Oh, message me on LinkedIn if you have any questions that you want me to either ask or address during the AI Summit or any other time. And um, follow me just anyway um, on LinkedIn. And like I said, uh, through my NASDAQ column, stay up to date with that. And I guess that is about it. You know, my personal site is ultralauren.com. So you can always contact me through that. And then my agency where I do all of this wonderful innovation consulting is L and is a Nancy K is in key agency.com all one word. So there you have it. We had to get the promo out, huh? Cause I couldn't be hip hop related without the promo. So I hope you have a great rest of the day, wherever you are listening to this and, um, just thank you so much. All right. <laughs>